Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast Strikes Back. My name is George and you're listening to our review of The Mummy, the 2017 edition, I'm going to call it. Joining me to talk it out, really get into some analysis on this film is the guys, Connor. Hello. Benny. Hello. The guys. I don't know why we were really waiting for this one. (laughs) Crazy. Um, This is kicking off Universal Monsters, Dark Universe, Monster, Shared Universe, Shared Universe, Monster, Dark Universe. I've never heard Monster said in a film more times. (laughs) I reckon Russell Crowe said it about seven times in this film. He must have. And every time it was impactful. Evil. (laughs) Evil and Monster. Boys, 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 welcome to a new world of gods and monsters. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) Thank you. It's been a great day already. So... (laughs) So in the lead up to this film, guys, how have you kind of been looking at it? What have you been expecting? They've been hyping up this dark universe lately a lot. They've really been putting a lot of wheels into motion. Um, I, I, no, one, no one, I think, though, was really excited for this movie in any way. Uh, I had fairly low expectations coming up to this. I don't think the trailer was very good. One of them had uh, Paint It Black by the Rolling Stones in it. That was about the most interesting thing about yep. it. I remember that. that was I love that cool. song. <laughs> yeah. So so I sat down. I sat down for this movie, uh, not expecting much. Yeah. It's it's weird uh, going into a film, um, you know, and thinking I hope it's as good as the 1991 or 1990s Brendan Fraser yeah. film. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a, that's a bizarre thought yeah. to have. Going Everyone's into really a film. come around on that movie, you know, like a positive so way. So much. Yeah. Well, I, I I don't know whether it's just people really genuinely enjoyed that film, and just, but it you don't normally go to that film, and they're like, "What's your favorite film?" Um, or it's just in this kind of defense since the mummy's come yeah. out. I've always enjoyed the film. I've always I really a loved lot it of it. nostalgia. Yeah. yeah, I think it'd be hard to go back to and defend strongly. Well, it's it's that kind of B grade action '90s film kind of phenomena where it doesn't have to be a great film to enjoy it. Yeah, it's just like got uh, fun moments in it. Yeah, but exactly. what, wisely enough, they've they've come at this from a completely new angle. It's not meant to be a remake in any way whatsoever. Um, it's meant to be a completely new take on on the mummy mythos. Mm. It's funny going into a film where, you know, if we weren't doing this podcast, I don't necessarily know if I would have checked this film out. Yeah. Um, I would have probably given it a miss, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Um, and it kind of was exactly what I expected. <laughs> yeah. I'm a sucker for shared universes. I probably would have probably would have ended up going to see it. Mm. I might not have seen it in the theaters. I might have waited until later, like Netflix or... So this, this, for this, for this, for me, this film, um, I thought it was a valiant effort. Um, I think that the director Alex Kurtzman um, did uh, a pretty damn good job, and he threw in a lot of interesting things um, and a lot of the gags. And when I say gags, I don't mean the laughs, but I mean the um, the stunts or the set pieces. Mm. Were there was some really well executed stuff, and, and Tom Cruise movie. Mm. and some interesting stuff done with the horror elements as well. But as I said, I think this was a valiant effort. I thought it was an okay movie and it was pretty much um, what I expected. I think where the film falters in is in the agenda that it has to set up this dark universe. Mm. And I think when it, in the second half of the film where it goes and explores that stuff and really sets it up, I felt the film really lost um, a lot of gas Um and uh, by the end, I the third act, I kind of just really wanted it to wrap up and the head home special. and head home and get a pizza. Yeah. yeah, this movie is definitely one of two halves, very distinct halves. Um, I, I when it started, I was surprised at how uh, 
engaged I was. I thought it was really funny, which surprised me a lot because that did not come across in the trailers whatsoever. Um, Dude, that first half up until they get into the plane, I was like, holy shit, mm. this is fucking great. I was having a really good, like I was pretty in love with it. And Same. Usually when I'm that on board with a movie, I'll kind of forgive the rest of it because I'm, I'm, once I'm on board, I'm on board. But, yeah, I really came out of this being like the back half was not spectacular, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, the first half I really enjoyed. And the, the Tom Cruise stunts are on top form again in this. So much practical stuff. Um, like they're really just doing dangerous shit. Like Tom Cruise's quest to, to die on a movie set just keeps going <laughs> on and on. Yeah. I um. I thought that this film was neither good enough nor bad enough to really be interesting in any way. Mm. It um, is kind of the uh, perfect example of a middling film. It, uh, the, the aspects of this film that I thought were going to be most interesting, the th- things that I thought were going to actually capture my attention and really hook me into this film, didn't end up doing that. Um, I did think that it gave a valiant effort at being this kind of lighthearted and uh, funny film, funny action adventure film. Um, But I I don't think they quite got there. I think they started in that first 20 minutes that you guys are talking about. I think that there was some good attempts at that, Um, but nothing really kind of hit where it needed to hit. You know, you know what the first half of this movie is, is a really solid uncharted adaptation. Uh, not a direct adaptation, of course, but um, tonally and, and just the adventure thing going on with the, the humor and the characters, um, with Tom Cruise as kind of a Nathan Drake character. Mm. It, was, it was really uh, exactly what I would like to see out of an Uncharted film. That's why I was so kind of on board with it, but I was very cognizant of the fact that it would not last because uh, there was a lot of uh, table setting to be done for the dark universe. Yeah. And I'm like, this is going to end eventually. And it did. It and really did. You know what? Somewhat ironically, and I, I did just mention this, that the, the part that I thought was going to hook me in the most, and we talked about this beforehand, which was that there seems to be this kind of organization that deals with dark forces and monsters and all that kind of stuff. I was actually quite excited to get to that point. The BPRD. Yeah, because I thought that that was going to be where I was going to get some really interest and dig my teeth into this film. Mm. And I think that that was a massive op- missed opportunity in this film. I think they did a little bit too much setting the scene for more, and a little less delving into something that should have really kind of made this film its own instead of trying to make this film the beginning of something larger. This film in so many ways felt like a pastiche. Like I felt like I felt um, a little bit of a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen a little bit of Hellboy, a mm. little bit of the old mummy, a little bit of Indiana Jones, mm. um, a little bit of Sherlock Holmes even. Like I just felt it was kind of cobbled together and a Tom Cruise movie, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was kind of like this middle ground that didn't really forge its own um, identity. And I, I, I'm with you. I'm, I really enjoyed that that exploration, that adventure film that was the front half. And then the back half when they're in London, um, it didn't, it didn't have that same level of excitement. One thing that I really, really loved about this film, and was something I noticed at the beginning um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I am 99% sure this film was shot on celluloid film, 35 millimeter. Um, and I think that's because Alex Kurtzman is a protege of JJ um, Abrams. He's mm. part of that family and JJ loves shooting on 35 mil. And this film didn't have that digital sheen. 
that uh, a lot of films had. It had. But it was pretty good looking. Yeah. Mm. It really, the photography in this film was outstanding. And um, a hats off once again. We're going to say it. I've got a fourth hat, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, hats off to Alex Kurzman. I think he did a good job in that regard. You, you say it didn't have that digital sheen. And that extends to the special effects, which, which I think were used very sparingly overall. Like they were, yeah. It's kind of a midsection that uh, gets a bit crazy. But um, yeah, it's it's used very very well. Like kind of well, like dimly lit sometimes, and mm. just the the right way. It felt there, like there's old Hollywood with sets. Well, yeah. There's only yeah. two parts where that that kind of jumped out at me the the way that it looked. One is I don't know what it is about films and having people fall off collapsing roofs and why that never looks good um, from a um, from a kind of a digital point uh, standpoint so in the desert when the yeah at the very beginning. So interestingly enough, that was not um, digital at all. That was that was a real effect. They actually had a collapsing building set with Tom Cruise himself there rolling was off. Definitely, it. maybe it was the green screen on it, or there was something about it. like that. Definitely wasn't. I'm, just I'm not, a, I'm not a denying roof that, it, that it wasn't collapsing. necessarily amazingly shot, but that's how they filmed it. Yeah. Uh, it does. On yeah, set, that doesn't surprise me. Which is so they probably really did some digital over touch the up top, stuff. Maybe. Yeah, mm. um, maybe add but some dirt specs or something. Might have been. Might have been that that caught my eye. Um, that, uh, I don't know about you guys. I wasn't quite sure. And I suppose that's kind of a key feature of it, but I got a bit of an uncanny Valley with, um, the, the actual mummy. Oh, um, Sophia Batella. Yeah. So when they're having a conversation about midway through the film, um, you know, there's just a little bit, there's a, there's something audience. going on with their face. Yeah. I think maybe cause they had to do the effects on her eyes cause she has two. Uh, but there's pupils, also but- like CGI effects on, you know, the kind of rotten parts mm, of her face. Mm. And you could just see like little bandages that were just blurred out on this side. So I, I think I would have liked to have seen a little bit more practical effect on that. I got a little bit of the uncanny Valley where it was just not quite right. I didn't, I didn't feel that at all. Um, but ultimately it was, it was a small quip in that. Now, like Connor, if they had touched up all the CG, just back to Alex Kurtzman for a sec. Um, I really want to back you up, George. I was really impressed by his, because I haven't, I haven't seen his, his directorial debut. <laughs> no, none of us has, I think, but, um, I know him as the writer of uh, Cowboys and Aliens, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen, Star Trek Into Darkness, and Amazing Spider-Man 2. Wow. Uh, one of the writers on each of those films, at least. So I did not have a high opinion Holy of uh, Alex shit. Kurtzman. He um, co-wrote a lot with um, Roberto Orki. Orki yeah. Um, who the Star did Trek films. Star Trek yeah. films. Yeah. Like they, those guys were kind of like working with JJ on a lot of projects. They were, yeah, writing partners. Um, they're... they're gone their separate ways now. Yeah. But um yeah, I thought he did a, a good job on this movie, which I don't think overall turned out to be amazing in any way, but uh I think I, he think, did well. I think like just the the camera work was great. I think the way he sculpted the scenes, I think the pacing in the first half was really well executed. I think the little like um montage um, Lord of the Rings kind of opening that they do where, you know, this is the origin of the mummy. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. It just felt like there was a finger on the pulse. But then, as I said at the beginning, the agenda that he had to attend to with the setting up the shared universe, that is yep. the problem with this film. I think yeah. we can all safely agree that the craftsmanship of this uh, film was was really kind of on point. Yeah. Mm. How about all the, uh, the performances? I thought Tom Cruise was doing... Uh, Less of just playing Tom Cruise that he normally does. Definitely. Like this wasn't just Ethan Hunt. Like he was kind of an interesting kind of roguish, you know, treasure hunter, rascally character. I can't remember Tom Cruise playing uh, like a deceptive character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he is, he, he is a, 
in a, in a lot of ways a bad dude. Yeah, um, and, and just, well, I thought of Edge of Tomorrow, where he's this Weasley. Well, kind but in of, Edge of Tomorrow, he's kind of like a, a Weasley PR guy thrown into a soldier role, and he quickly adapts to that. I feel yeah, like in that's this, an origin story of Tom Cruise. Like he, that's him yeah. turning into Tom. He Cruise. turns into Tom Cruise. <laughs> like in this, he doesn't turn into Tom Cruise by the end. Yeah, yeah he's I, he's a real Nathan Drakey kind of yeah. guy, which I really dug. I found that he. Uh, I I don't know if the kind of roguish humor aspect of that really plays on because every time I see him all I'm seeing is just Tom Cruise and I think that uh, he put in an effort to to walk away or to kind of try and take his performance away from that himself yeah I don't know that he quite got there but it was certainly the least Tom Cruisey I've seen him play yeah in, uh, in there's a while, like while. there's dudes out there that you just can't like DiCaprio uh Brad Pitt I mean, Brad Pitt's actually well, very good at transforming. And I'd even say DiCaprio. But, like, if you think about him yeah, in... Yeah, I um, guess it's just sometimes, like, those guys, like, we're so exposed to them that it's sometimes mm. hard to... You know, you're watching... Like, I don't know, a lot of the time when I'm watching Leonardo DiCaprio, I'm watching Leonardo DiCaprio on screen, and I'm loving the performance, but I, he's not necessarily transforming into that... Yeah, I that see Leonardo character. DiCaprio acting as this character. Yeah. Um, I get what you mean. Yeah, look, uh, Tom Cruise was is is certainly not where this fa- film fails, or is n- certainly not the worst part of this film, anything like that. Um, I also liked um, Sophia Batella. I thought yeah, that her really cool, and she was particularly cast for this, I believe, because of the way that she moves in mm, kind of yeah. unorthodox ways. She's kind of uh, carved out a niche for herself in Hollywood for mm. that. Um, well, she's kind done of character what uh, Star um, Trek or physical oh, performances, yeah. um, Kingsman, Kingsman. Now I think this. that's. I think. Uh, he saw her in Kingsman yeah. and the way that she was moving was like, that's yeah. who I want to play. She, and I think it pulled it off. They I do some legitimately creepy stuff with her in this movie. Just some of the way she crawls around. It's very like J horror yeah. kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. I'll tell you what, the design of set mm. in at the, the beginning of this, mm. it's like so a the, Del Toro. The, the God of death. The, the production design in this film is so good. Mm. Um, uh, and the, the, the actual design of the mummy um, and, and the mummy coming back to life and that, sort of that the visual kind of um, metamorphosis that happens with that I thought was really well handled yeah. and really interesting and creepy yeah yeah th- this was more of a successful horror film than I expected it to be I thought it would really just be completely action adventure but there was some creepy scenes in there and I think that's really promising for the dark universe moving forward yeah I, I don't know uh yeah, I, I don't know if it was overly scary. There's no points where I was really freaked out. Oh, no, definitely. But I think um, for something that's aimed more at general audiences, it's going to be it's yeah, it's more horror than I expected There's it to be. There's going to be so some 12-year-olds totally yeah. getting creeped out by this, I think. Yeah. And there was what some it, really cool gags with the zombies. Um, yeah. She had, uh, is that a spoiler? No, no, when, when he when he's kind of punching them. Yeah, and, he punches through the zombie. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was so cool. I don't <laughs> think I'd ever seen that before. It well, it was, it was very much the old mummy, like the 90s. Brendan Fraser kind of did that happen in the old yeah that, those kind of gags with those so, so little okay. henchman Dusty. mummies yeah okay. um, it was very games. reminiscent I just of that. really liked that I thought that was fun and and a cool yeah cool that was one of kind of the little shining moments visual. of this film um, I did want to ask you guys what did you think about the the relationship or the chemistry between Tom Cruise and Annabelle Wallace so she played Jenny in this his love interest I uh, I, I liked her in it um, as far as the chemistry I whatever. Yeah, yeah, there was one scene where, oh man, I was just like, why are you guys doing this whole romantic lovey-dovey <laughs> shit right now? I Move on. totally didn't get, I, that, that entire aspect of this film, it, it was, was so, so flat. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, she didn't really, to me, seem overly necessary in this film, which was a, a ma- like, massive disappointment for me. 
Um, I liked her as a like the archaeological um, archaeological experts, the Egyptologist or whatever. Yeah, yeah you just, would call just it. in an adventure film sense, just having this old band of characters to to play off each other. I thought, yeah, I just well yeah, there's a lot of a lot of her involvement in this that I just didn't get. And there's there's one of the other things that really confused me is that there was a, a mention that I wasn't sure how much they knew each other before the beginning of this film. There was one mention of that they had just met, and then his buddy was talking about how you messed it up with Jenny. And I was like, I, are, were they an item before? Like, is there a backstory to this? I, I, I don't think that was well set I up. I think just the fact that she liked him. I thought she for thought they had a good for, time. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it's just that. It, yeah, I think yeah, it was that might have. Yeah, that might have been it. it. To me, it just it didn't quite gel. I, I thought his relationship with um, the funny guy of this movie, which is um, Chris Jake Vail? Johnson. Yeah, Jake Johnson. Yeah, uh, that was way more. I felt way more connection between them. Oh, I really enjoyed Jake Johnson in this film. We, he was amazing. We won't, we won't talk about. Um, any spoilers? We'll get into that later. But yeah. um, I, he was he awesome. was a fun character, yeah. And him at the beginning, that was so fun. The camaraderie between mm, them. Yeah. I, think I would that's have liked to see more was... more of him throughout this film. Yeah. Um, he's really I a think... fun comic character yeah. um, in a movie that I just did not expect to have no. any humor in it no. at all. Yeah, uh, and he the the scenes where the banter between them that's when the film was firing on all cylinders. Yeah, yeah. 100%. We um we ready to give our recommendations and get into spoilers? What I'll say. Um, I'll reiterate the fact that I just, I didn't think it was particularly good. I didn't think it was bad. It was incredibly middling. Um, I think it's, it's probably the best way I can say it is throughout this entire film. Uh, oddly enough, as I said before, all I wanted to do was turn this off and watch the nineties version. <laughs> like, and that's just a weird thing to say, but like it's everything that I thought that this film attempted to do. The nineties film did it better. It, it was funnier. It was more lighthearted. It was, scarier well for me i enjoyed the first half of this movie as i've said several times so much that i would almost recommend it i guess like if you're <laughs> if you're interested check it out i think it's better than than i expected certainly the back half is very yeah. meh um and the setup for the dark universe is it doesn't really hit very hard but i'm i'm still like they're trying so hard to make this work so i'm, I'm gonna keep following it so I, i'm you know i'm gonna watch every movie in there so i can't not watch this one so if someone was kind of like 50-50 on whether they should see this film. Mm. Like, you know, they're kind of, eh, would you recommend that they kind of push it and, and I, go? I and wouldn't watch? stake my reputation on it at all. I, w <laughs> I would very much say I enjoyed this a lot. I, You know, the critics are savaging it, sort of. So I, I don't think like, it needs to be savage as much as it's getting. Not I at really all, no. don't. It's I crazy. think it's, I keep seeing these stupid articles. I'm so sick of people referencing Rotten Tomatoes scores yeah, as like a reflection that's of the really quality annoying. of the yeah. film. Because they're like, it, they're saying like, oh, it's Tom Cruise's worst movie ever. I'm like, no, are you insane? Yeah. Did you watch Jack Reacher 2? Jesus. <laughs> no, no one did. I um, did. Yeah. Oh, I, think, I think people and, and particularly a lot of like major news sites have zero understanding about how Rotten Tomatoes works. Oh, they works. understand. It's just a, it's just or, or they understand, they just don't care. Yeah. Either way, it's just as bad. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I can't really give a solid recommendation. I don't know. Like, make your own mind up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I liked it. But... You have one job on this no, podcast. I know, I know. <laughs> thing. I liked it, but I don't want to try and convince anyone else to go to see yeah, it. I yeah, like, like, Fuck you, it's terrible, yeah. If you're predisposed to being interested in this film, go check it out. Yeah, like kind of monster movie stuff. I, I, yeah. like, I love monster movies and creature features and stuff, so I, I'm already kind mm. of half in the bag. The, the mummy herself is, is probably worth watching in this film. Mm. Like, she's really cool. Mm. I think for me, as I said, the first 30 minutes was outstanding, and by the time I left the cinema... After the second half, which was massively disappointing, I actually felt let down by this film. Yeah, um, because it does so many things really, really, really well. Mm. 
And unfortunately, the fact that it has the agenda of setting up the universe and dedicating so much time to that, it cannibalizes the film and it doesn't get to be what it needs to be. Now, in saying that, in two to three years' time, once we've got all the other films, will that help to improve The Mummy? It could. It Mm. definitely could once we see this in the context of everything else. Um, But right now, as The Mummy stands... Um, it is an okay film and um, I'll go with you, Benny. Go check it out. Watch the first 45 minutes and then to head home. <laughs> catch, um, it on, catch it on Netflix. I yeah, yeah that probably. That's probably a really good. Um, this is like when it's raining outside. Yeah. You're, not, you're, not, you're not doing anything really important anyways. And you just want to chuck on a film. But I'll definitely go ahead and say fuck the critics because this is not nearly <laughs> as bad as people are saying. Yeah. I actually um, went into this film trying to give it every advantage yeah. it could have Same. because I had read some headlines before saying it's, you know, w- it's such a bad film. And I, I get so against when I hear these kind of sensationalized yeah. titles. Yeah. And that's not the critics. All of the reviews I've read have been very lukewarm, which will count towards a negative review on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. That's why it has such a low score. Yeah. Cause they've all been saying essentially what we're saying. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like people are bashing it a bit more. Mm. They, they want to, they want to, they still, Tom Cruise, man, he just keeps making good movie after yeah. good movie. I feel for the most part. Um, but people just still want to just, man, was, he jumped on a couch. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, how much of a 180 that dude has done on his career? Like, I know he's still, people bash him, but I feel like from where he was a few years ago, but, but that's he was even, considered a piece of shit. Yeah, but that's just his his personal life, which, you know, whatever, fair enough. Make up your own mind about that. But um, movie-wise, he's had a fucking consistent career right from the get-go. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's because he's a producer and he takes control of his he's own a, destiny. He's a bona fide yeah. movie star, man. Yeah, and he, all his films have just kick-ass um, action scenes because they're like practically done. And there was this great thing that I um I shared on the podcast Strikes Back Facebook, um the the behind the scenes of the stunts that happens in this film. Well, we can talk about this in spoilers with okay. Russell Crowe. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's oh, yeah, okay. let's move let's... into spoilers right away. This you know if you haven't seen the film and you are going to see the film. Pause it here. Come back after you've seen it. You can see what we thought of the spoilers. Um, and if you don't care, continue listening. Fuck <laughs> it. Do what you want. You're an adult, probably. As as usual, we're more entertaining than the movie. So, just <laughs> <listen. Yes. laughs> um, so straight into spoilers, why don't we just talk about what you were uh, mentioning before, George, is that little uh, caveat or that video showing Tom Cruise and uh, Russell Crowe in their you know fight together is a really cool insight to how he just kind of goes balls to the wall when it comes to these fights. He's a veteran. And ev- everything he you see on the veteran. screen in the movie is pretty much happening in a frame yeah. Yeah. on the set, which is really cool. He he really know, cool. Like You can just see he knows exactly what he's doing. Like he's kicking very precisely. Mm. Like he's missing Russell Crowe's face by, you know, a couple centimeters. I reckon he, he could have, if he ever gives up acting, he'd have a solid career as a stunt coordinator. Definitely. That dude would know so much at this he point. He would know so much. Well, apparently he's an absolute gun at driving and like doing all yeah. the car running. stunts. He's very good at running. Running. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did it, you guys think of the Russell Crowe's Jekyll and kind of how <laughs> yeah, him being the connected tissue and that whole scene? So how I, kind of sand, was sandwiched in yeah, this film? I kind of thought right from you know before this film that this is what was really going to hook me into this film. <laughs> um, I was thinking about you know that Hellboy organization. Um, I just thought they didn't quite get there. I thought that having seen it and kind of thinking about it retrospectively, I would have much rather this been its own little mummy film. Um, it, I think they kind of like half like would have have to have been better. Yeah, they, I think that you either you either pull back from the organization and like don't kind of involve I think it as it much, just or been sprinkled in a little bit more. Yeah, either sprinkle it in a little bit, 
or go kind of full bore with that. But I think they kind of half-assed it. I don't, I, I don't feel like it was too um, intrusive, honestly. I don't think there was that much in there. Like, it was just that but they were, there was Crow bit. Dude, there was a bit in this film, man, where it really slacked off and got the pacing went off and they were no, fucking yeah. around in that facility for so long. I'm not saying I it was, was good. I just, I just don't think it was that significant a chunk of the movie. Mm. I thought I thought it felt like for me, in my, I was getting fatigued and I wanted it to move because the, yeah. there was a chunk in this film where there was no like middle set piece of this film. Did you enjoy everything past where um, the mummy got released or where she broke out i, I didn't like the london chase at all with no, all that was horrific everywhere. that was weird that was and really you know that, that bit where the bus is sliding down the road and yeah. he, uh, he like gets in it that was another one like the the roof collapsing that was completely practical like they had a bus sliding really? down the road and tom cruise yeah but you don't that you don't you don't get a sense of that no, by watching not the film, at all. unfortunately yeah. not at all um i everything post her escaping i was incredibly bored i i was legitimately like from that moment on bored by this film like yep. when they're running away from the dust nothing yeah when they're like swimming in that cave mm. nothing I, I i didn't alien resurrection i didn't mind that i liked the zombies swimming and chasing them i thought that was cool ah. but it was too little too late for me at i very stage. much enjoyed at very least just how much he got slapped around at the end that was yeah man, he got <laughs> shit made out just that one where he really runs at her and she just, slaps him yeah. right down on the ground it was so well staged yeah. it looked fucking brutal no, yeah. that was cool, and that set was great. Mm. It was, um, it, it was, was a set. That was old Hollywood. That's yeah, what I was yeah. talking about before. Like that man-made. It makes a difference. Physical set. It, it looks really good. Does. But for me, it it, had, it 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 had done too many things wrong in that second act for me to really be invested at that stage. I mm. I kind of liked the dialogue. Like I think. It wasn't quite there, but I didn't mind the dialogue between him and the mummy while she was chained up or kind of even between him and Jekyll. Mm. It's, it was. But literally what happened in that second act, Russell Crowe was talking about monsters for half the time. Yeah. Like, I, I do you like, know, where did the story, where did it propel the story? I like the way that they set him up though. And this is just for future films. It doesn't help this movie at all. But the way they set him up is, is this very Nick Fury character, so much better than the MCU Nick Fury, which is this guy who is not afraid to fucking hurt innocent people to do the right thing, which is Nick Fury in the comics. He is, does evil shit because he's got it. He, like, he's just protecting the world from the shadows, which is very much what they're doing with this guy. But man, he was, he was chewing that scenery, wasn't he? Yeah. What, do you, what did you think <laughs> Mr. about? Hyde, yeah. <laughs> what did you think about his uh, hide essentially? I, I like to hope that that wasn't a full transformation maybe, or yeah, <laughs> maybe there's a little bit more to it, but yeah, man, he's looking fat, isn't he? After the nice guys. Yeah. <laughs> what a, what a solid body he's got there. Yeah. <laughs> you you really get the feeling like that, Tom Cruise would not be able to do any damage to him. Yeah. He's just like <laughs> solid. Bam, bam, yeah. uh, but Russell Crowe, he brings levity to the role. He owned it, I thought. I just, I just think script-wise, story-wise, it didn't work. Mm. But mm. performance-wise, I think Russell Crowe is a great choice. I like this interpretation of Jekyll. I think there's room to grow here. Yeah. You know, my kind of encapsulates what I thought about this is I thought it was such a cool character, but when he, when he delves into like that monologue about... I had a patient that was, I just felt like that was, again, that was just a cool moment before it, then goes in the monologue, very boring. 
specifically zoned out at that point. I remember he got to the end of that speech. I'm like, fuck, was, what was he talking about? Yeah. <laughs> well, he was just, he was obviously talking about himself and he's like, yeah. eh, luckily he was a surgeon. And you're yeah. like, no, nah, I'm very Let bored by Let me tell this. you a story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> it's like, oh, so a story about you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. I, I know where tell this is me. going. Tell me the story. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm with you. It, the, this film, like, it's funny. I was talking um, with a friend of ours, Kieran Gilfeather, who we should get him on the podcast sometime. But um, he, we were talking about tropes and this film has so many Hollywood tropes in it. Like it's almost like so ham-fisted with them. Like I've seen them all before. Mm. Like, um, like the monologue, that pastiche, that pastiche element. Yeah. Like it feels like cobbled together. This is what you should do. The, this is um, how you do this kind of scene. And- the Brendan Fraser mummy was very much the same though. And I think that's kind of cool. For these universal movies, they should be throwbacks. Yeah, to, to, that's to these true. Really that's old, true. I, that kind of works for me. Um, this, but I think they kind of got caught between two agendas, yeah. which is where that, like, I think where you have the mummy, the original, or sorry, not the original, but the '90s mummy is very much. It's filled with tropes. It's right in that kind of that that era of that, and it kind of owns it. Whereas this one is trying to hark back to that a little bit, but also try and be the the newer, more polished kind of shared universe version of that story. I think I think they just kind of got a little bit too separated in two directions. All right. What do we think about um, the very ending, how Tom Cruise ends up and his role in this universe? You know I what? It. I that was it. actually probably the the best part of that so for me. He's like the god of death now or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. Like the mummy. I love that he just yells her back to life and then he's all in the shadows and creepy. That's very that's very old monster movie sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I thought that was a great um, point to finish up on. He brought back, he brought back uh, Jake Johnson to be his old buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I love that, that was, little that exposition. So like, I'm really glad that you uh, brought, brought me, me back. back to, and yeah. I was like, oh. And, and then they're back and they're, in, they're back in the desert exactly where they were yeah. at the beginning of the film. And I was <laughs> the like, nothing sandstorm. changed except yeah. I'm the god of death. I hope that it's not just when he's riding horses that he has a giant sandstorm behind him. Like He's just on a bus and is like a giant <laughs> so I'm just flying behind driving a car riding a bike down the road <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. god it's a scooter it's a what have you been doing for the last three years just <laughs> running away with this fucking sandstorm <laughs> following me yeah but um let's talk a little bit about jake johnson because um i like when he died i was like no this yeah. guy's yeah. great we're only getting him for this much of the film um, and then he oh, he keeps kept, coming kept back in the like, zombie. Yeah. And his, but his, with his, one his eye. death scene, his death scene is amazing. Yeah. I love yeah. this. Is actually the moment where I thought Tom Cruise can pull off this role because it was a genuinely funny moment where mm. he shoots him mm-hmm. like the third time. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's a, such a, a a lovely little nugget of comedy within yeah. this film. Yeah, it's and the fact that he's like dead and hangs around it completely ripped off from uh, an American Werewolf in London. But oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So good. Like, I love the way he's just still him. Like, he's not like some evil spirit or something. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, hey, man, come with me right now. Yeah, like, yeah. Come, here, come here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so good. Come and I was me. thinking about that. I was like, the evil spirit would want you to act normal and uh, yeah, just, you to, just like use it as a puppet. Yeah, like he was yeah. still working for her. Like, yeah. he was doing what she wanted, but he yeah. was just being him. It was that so mirror scene I really liked yeah. in the pub. Yeah. Um, and I liked the, like he didn't have an he was missing an eye and I liked his, <laughs> he the look bad, I think the look of the zombies um was really well realized yeah in this yeah I like that that first scene where the cops find uh, the sarcophagus yeah, yeah 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 that was creepy man that was cool yeah and yeah just like the effect of them coming back to life and like yeah. shambling along yeah, yeah. there's nice something about that like you know kind of weird walking zombie yeah mm. they did that well thing mm. yeah. 
It's always effective. Yeah. It's if if not particularly new, it is effective. Um, I was gonna say, did you guys notice the the little Easter egg, the throwback to the original mummy? Or yeah, the, sorry, yeah, the nineties yeah, yeah. mummy. Was I keep it saying the plane? original? Sorry, the plane. The giant plane that they were in. No. Oh. I mean, certainly there was, there was. I did. Yeah. I, I mean, um, other than the giant face in the sandstorm which well yeah very yeah, much that original yeah. thing yeah but yeah go on the it's the book the book of death or book of life i'm not sure which one it was so she knocks out the henchman in the glass library with the book uh, set piece from the original or again not the original the 90s <laughs> uh mummy oh uh, so it's the same prop yeah okay it was a cool little like yeah. nod yeah yeah um, very so direct something that nod. would be in that uh in that uh, in that building. library yeah, yeah. It, it makes me interested when I saw that, I, I thought of it as a nod, and then when I thought back to it, it it's almost like a little invitation to no. bring back. No. You know, they could do it. They could do it. They fucking <laughs> don't do it. Jesus. They could be like, you know, this has happened before, and bring back Brendan Fraser with his little pistols. And you know, what they should do is they should give him the same makeup that they gave Guy Pierce in Prometheus, <laughs> and make him an old as fuck Brendan Fraser. He is so an old as fuck Brendan Fraser. He's an old dude now, <laughs> and make it look terrible. And go, welcome to the shared universe. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Welcomes. Welcomes. <laughs> um, what else? I think that's. I think I've pretty much, for me, I think I've got everything I, yeah. I want to get out of that so, as well. It's like, we, it kind of encapsulates what I said. It's not good or bad enough I to be I thought the really origin story was really cool. Um, the, um, the flashbacks mm. and the design of the creature and Sophie Botella. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really well executed. Well, we've got uh, 15 more Dark Universe movies Jesus. on the way. So, Yeah. Yeah, so what, what, what is up next? Um, is it Frankenstein? This? Okay, Bride of Frankenstein is the only planned movie at, um, to be dated thus far, releasing in February 2019. Okay, that so, makes sense, yeah. It's a big wait. Big wait. Yeah. And this, oh. and I, I guess part of that will allow them to see how successful this film has been. I, I know it's not big enough to really um, hit notoriety yet, but I think you mentioned, Ben, that um, the projections are that this will make a fair chunk of cash. Well, Supposedly, it's on track. I don't know how it's going so far, but the projections said it might be his Tom Cruise's biggest global opening, which is really weird and interesting. That yeah. is interesting. That's big. His movies have been, I guess, he's such a world global star that his movies have been doing really well uh, overseas. Yeah, uh, in other markets. I think like Edge of Tomorrow, like eighty percent of its gross was like China outside Japan, of America. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, no doubt. But uh, yeah, I mean, I like this movie enough to want it to do well because I'm kind of a little bit on board with the Dark Universe at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, listen, I think, as I said, it could be once we get the other films and we see the context, I think this could improve mm. The Mummy. Um, once we understand the actual shared universe mechanic and what they're going for, that whole second half with the BPRD, what what are they? I don't even, even know what they're I called in they this. name it in the film. Um, this organization. The organization. Still, still that out. Yeah. It could make more sense and the justification behind that decision you know, maybe maybe it'll all fit together. But yeah, this is a Netflix movie. Yeah, I, yeah. Ultimately, guys- I think that, as you said, had we not had to do the podcast um, on it, I probably would have waited until later. I just yeah. don't think it's worth really jumping to the cinema. Do you yeah. guys want to see Luke Evans come back as Dracula? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know I thought what I he was, do. I thought he was really cool as Dracula. Yeah. I, this, I, so I didn't think that this movie was any worse or better than the Luke Evans Dracula film. Yeah. 
So it was, it was funny that they were so willing to drop that. I wonder how they're going to feel about the Dark Universe after the, the critical reaction to this film, which has been very negative. Yeah. Anyway. We'll see where it goes. Um, it's, a, it's been a good... I think it's a decent start, though. Mm. I don't think it's a... Uh, it's not DBS. worth trashing the entire shared universe over a couple of bad critic yeah, don't, reviews. Don't, <laughs> de- don't DC this thing. Don't just completely change course yeah. because of one yeah. ill-received movie. Uh, I just want to quickly say... There is something at least Dark Universe related that I'm very excited for. Way Forward um, is releasing a game based on this movie. Oh, really? Uh, the Mummy Declassified, I think it's called. Uh, Way Forward, they're known for the Shantae games. Awesome 2D side-scrollers, really cool throwback games. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Those cool. are the ones that you get to like choose the kind of story as it unfolds? Nope, absolutely not. Nope, completely wrong. <laughs> cool, never mind. Hey. Alrighty. <laughs> well, that was fun, guys. Um be sure to check out our weekly show every Sunday, Top 8 Movie News. And uh, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, at The Podcast Strikes Back. We're also on iTunes and YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Give us a like and comment. We want to hear what you thought of The Mummy. Let us know. We love talking movies. That's what we're here for. Aren't we guys, right? <laughs> That's the idea. Or just hating. Even, <laughs> even though we kind of told you not to watch it yet, we want to yeah. know what you thought. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's been a pleasure, Connor. Bye. And Benny. See you, George. See you, guys. <laughs> Connor, you didn't say hello. So I'll say it. <laughs>